At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. A numbers game on v the sports betting network. Power ratings, picks, previews, predictions, pro as in become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Get an all-access pass to our betting tools, splits, and the 2023 college football and NFL betting guides. Both college football guide and our NFL betting guide will have you ready to turn a profit on the gridiron this year. The only way to get the guides and everything we have to offer is to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. And you can do just that. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. V-S-I-N.com slash subscribe. Matt in for Gill, one of the very sharp guys on the college football side of things here at this network, Tim Murray. You can find him every single night on the network, but he was kind enough to wake up and join us here this morning. Tim, thanks for the time, man. Appreciate it. What's happening, man? How are you? Uh, doing good, man. Rocking and rolling. You know, um, this is uh, this is this, this is the big show, right? I'm on during the day again, during the weekdays. It's uh, it's a morning <laughs> show, all the, all the things like that, you know, so people have got to find me at, at other days and times these days. So, uh, you know, I'll take it. Nothing. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Uh, you mentioned getting up early, man. When you got a little guy, uh, I'm up <laughs> at six every day, Matt. So uh, we're we're on to you know cup of coffee number two. So we're ready to rock and roll. There we go. There we go. Uh, I want to. I want to. I do want to talk a little bit of, of a week zero with you. But first and foremost, yeah. kind of want to get into something that everyone is is going to be paying attention to because hey, we cannot talk. We can't not talk Heisman Trophy. We can't not bring mm-hmm. up these these various guys and stuff. And of course, Caleb Williams is your favorite at plus four fifty. Yep. As we wake up this morning, Jaden Daniels has moved all the way to your second shot here over at DraftKings at eleven to one. Quinn Ewers thirteen. Clay Kubnick, 14, et cetera, et cetera. When we look, I mean, this is one of the things where it's a little tough for us as, as handicappers and betters, right? This is still a a voted on thing, right? I mean, this is still an opinion thing. Are they going to give it to the same guy twice in a row? These are all things we have to weigh in our minds when we go about betting all of this. How have you kind of looked at the Heisman Trophy market? And is there is there anybody that you're a little bit higher on than everybody else? Yeah, no, it's a great question. And, you know, the past week or so, um, you know, the, basically there's because there's a formula out there and there, and with everything, Matt, there's a, there's a, always outliers. Devonte Smith winning the Heisman trophy in 2020, um, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson's team finished, uh, you know, I think Louisville finished 15th that year, but by the end of the, but the end of the day, um, as I, as I looked at it, Matt, and, you know, I tweeted this out a couple days ago, um, Essentially, you're looking for a quarterback and a uh, and a playoff contending team, and that's that's how it's going to come down to. Now, you could argue, hey, well, you know, USC didn't make the playoff last year, yeah, but they were number number four in the country going into the Pac-12 championship game. And remember, C.J. Stroud didn't make the Big Ten championship game, and Bryce Young didn't make the SEC championship game, so there was really no other option 
other than Caleb Williams. There's going to be circumstances. You know, I mentioned the Lamar Jackson, you know, back in uh, 2015, Matt, where he pretty much locked that thing up when Louisville was making this, you know, remarkable run and they got as high as number three in the country. Um, But, you know, looking back since 2000, you've had 18 quarterbacks, three running backs and one wide receiver. So, uh, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr., Matt, is really an intriguing option uh, because, you know, we don't know who's going to start at, at quarterback right now for Ohio State. Um, you know, Devin Brown is is thought to be a guy that, you know, could ultimately take that job from Kyle McCord. Uh, if you read the quotes coming out of Columbus, it sounds like it's a split. So I understand the intrigue for Marvin Harrison Jr. But, you know, for me, Matt, if we're looking at a wide receiver, I'm going to need much more than 20 to 1, considering mm-hmm. we've had one wide receiver win this award this century. And that was Devontae Smith, who, you know, every time we looked, he was scoring a touchdown there for Alabama. So, you know, there's a couple guys that have made some really big rises. And I agree with that movement. I'll start with Cade Klubnick. Cade Klubnick, look, Clemson has never won a Heisman Trophy. Uh, Devon, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson didn't win it. Trevor Lawrence didn't win it. They've had some big-name quarterbacks, and they never gotten there. But this is a market, you know, that has gone from 25 to 1 to as low as 10 to 1 at some shops uh, regarding Cade Klubnick. Why? Well, let's go through it. This is a team that certainly can make the playoff. Uh, this is a team that has really high-profile games, Matt, when you think about September 23rd. They get to host Florida State. November 4th, they get to host Notre Dame. The ACC championship game, which no more conferences or divisions, excuse me. They likely will play Florida State again. Get to play Drake May. Where do they play Drake May? They play him at home. So you get a new offensive coordinator and Garrett Riley coming over from TCU. Help Max Duggan get all the way to the Heisman uh, you know, uh, ceremony there in New York City. And you got a five-star recruit. So... You know, when you're thinking about who fits the the characteristics, who who has the right ingredients, I think someone like Cade Klubnick certainly is a is a, is where is a where to look, and that's why the market has kind of gone bonkers on Cade Klubnick moving from you know 25 down to 14, 12, 10 to one. The betting market, as far as like who's actually going to win the whole thing, was in love with four teams for the longest time, and then the. Then people started putting some money in on LSU as well. Georgia two twenty, yeah. Alabama six to one, Ohio Ohio State seven to one, Michigan eight to one. Now we see LSU's lows eleven to one, and then we're yeah. kind of a jump there to USC at fifteen, Clemson at eighteen. Do you do you kind of still look at it as a big four, or are you including as you're looking at the big picture here? Are you including an LSU? Are you including a USC, or maybe even a Clemson or Florida State, whatever it might be? Or do you still kind of look at that Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan as the big four and everybody else? I kind of think those are the big four that will win it, but I do think you can get creative with a playoff team because that's what we've seen. We saw TCU last year get in, uh, you know, kind of out of nowhere. We've seen Cincinnati get in, in in recent years. So I think, you know, if you're looking for a team that, you know, could make the run, uh, you know, Penn State has got a lot of hype. Now, obviously, they have to take care of business against Ohio State or Michigan and win at least one of those games. And if it comes down to a tiebreaker or if they're sitting at 11 to one, Matt, you know, maybe Penn State can sneak into the party uh, because I really like this Penn State team. But obviously, they play in the Big Ten East where you've got the big boys of Ohio State and Michigan there. You know, a team that, you know, let's uh, let's hold on to our butts on this one. <laughs> a team that's got a lot of talent, man. And we've said it a million times before. This will be the million and first, Matt. Texas, they're really talented. They've got a ton of wide receivers. They've got over 100 career starts on the offensive line. Quinn Ewers, year number two. He lost the mullet, so he's now focused. 
No more mullet discussion. <laughs> uh, I really like Texas. Uh, and obviously, week two, they get to they get a chance to go to Tuscaloosa and to really make some noise there with uh, with the Longhorns. I personally have bet the Longhorns to win the Big 12, uh, which I'm sure will certainly come back and bite me in the rear end because they haven't won that conference since 2009, Matt. But, you know, those are two teams that I think certainly uh, could make it to the college football playoff this year uh, based off of talent. But, you know, for me, it's still hard to just kind of overcome in this playoff era, Matt, from what we've seen, seeing a, you know, quote, Cinderella win the national championship. TCU's is, I guess, as close as we've got, and they went out and lost by 58 points in the national championship game. So, look, Alabama has a lot of questions. Uh, Ohio State, who's their starting quarterback? Uh, Michigan made it there the last two years, but, you know, is this a team ready to make that next jump? I do think Michigan's pretty darn good, and, you know, their schedule makes out to be just a, a piece of cake, really, all the way until late November uh, when they play Ohio State and Penn State in two of their last three games. But I, I think winning the national championship, I'm still kind of just at that mindset until somebody proves that they can win it outside of, you know, the SEC or basically Ohio State. But I do think, as we've said for years, Matt, you can really find some creative ways and not going too outlandish of finding a playoff team. And obviously, you know, DraftKings has it. There are markets out there you could play to make the playoff field. Yeah, God forbid Quinn Ewers actually throws an interception this season and then the Arch Manning chants happen, right? I mean, oh, like that is like, it's the first yeah, interception. Uh, the first bonehead play now, he makes. Matt, I'm already yeah. getting a migraine, yes. like thinking about. The, the first bonehead play he makes, and it's going to uh, be, it's going to be, see, this is why we should have started Arch. Well, what's going on here? Like, this, is, this is what's happening. We're turning our very own. Uh, Tim Murray here. You can find him over at the College Football Betting Podcast as well, wherever your podcasts are held. And by the way, it's absolutely free, so just go in and hit that subscribe button. We've got about 90 seconds here, Tim. Is there anything in week zero you're looking at? Uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, I was I was thinking about UMass and uh, early bird gets the worm because that's now gone through the key number of seven. So, uh, you know, we're, we're getting creative here. I'll, I'll just hit on Notre Dame Navy real mm-hmm. quickly, just uh, – not necessarily something I've gotten involved in. Uh, I will say this. Uh, we had Brad Powers on, on VEASAN primetime, uh, and he pointed out the total in this game over the last 12 times the two, these two teams have played, Matt. It's been an average of 62 points per game. Uh, the market's actually going against the total right now, so you know we'll see. But uh, I do kind of think that we could see some points here. We'll see what Navy decides to do uh, in the second half last year, Matt, when these two teams played in Baltimore. Uh, Navy went all-out blitz the entire second half and almost came back and won that game. But now you're going to see Sam Hartman, a quarterback who's seen everything, um, you know, my biggest question for the Irish are, are these wide receivers, if they're going to step up. But uh, the more and more I think about it, you know, Notre Dame, uh, veteran linebackers, I, I think they should be able to take you know, care of business here uh, with Brian Newberry starting uh, his his new era there with the midshipmen. But uh, a lean towards the over with Notre Dame and Navy. I, I could see this being, a, you know, a 38-17 type of uh, situation there in Ireland. Decent prime time every night here on the network. And, of course, go subscribe to the College Football Betting Podcast. Awesome information on there, and it's absolutely free. He is Tim Murray. Thanks for your time this morning, buddy. Matt, always a pleasure, man. Old Arch Manning. The highest card ever sold by Peyton Manning was $75,000 at this little sports card show in Chicago. $100,000 plus for an Arch Manning card already. Whew. A numbers game on 
the Sports Betting Network. Turn a loss into a win with BetMGM, official sports betting partner, Major League Baseball. Place the same game parlay wager with at least four legs on any Major League Baseball game. If all legs but one hit, you get your stake back in bonus bets up to $25. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. And you do have to be 21 years of age or older. New and existing customers can do this offer. All promotions are subject to qualifications and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets, and those do expire seven days from issuance. U.S. promotional offers not available in Kansas, Mississippi, D.C., Nevada, New York, or Ontario. If you have a gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER. If you're over in New York, 877-8-HOPE-NY. Arizona, 800-NEXT-STEP. In Massachusetts, 800-327-5050. In Iowa, 800-BETS-OFF. And 800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Puerto Rico's 800-981-0023 in partnership with the Kansas Crossing Hotel and Casino. And this offer is not valid to Puerto Rico residents. We do have a golf tournament this week. If you listened on Monday, we did a very brief long shots. And then we did a full long shots with Wes Reynolds yesterday, Kelly. Um, look. This tournament is not the greatest betting tournament that there is. There is, if you guys don't know how this all works, you're, the reason you play all year long is you accumulate points. And then you, with those points, you get into a 70-person first leg of the playoffs. Then, if your points add up, you make the second leg, which is 50 players, and then it culminates right here at the end with this 30-player field. But your bonus for doing well all season long is wherever you stand in the standings, you enter this tournament with a handicap. Like, you actually start better than other people within the field. And so what we have is the best player in the world, the guy, the most consistent player in the world, and Scotty Scheffler, who's going to be starting this tournament at 10 under par. So before he ever hits his first ball off the tee, Scotty Scheffler is already 10 under. Victor Hovland, 8. Rory McIlroy, 7. John Rahm, six, Lucas Glover, five, and then we start getting into little batches of guys that are going to be four under, three under, two under, one under, and then even par. So those are little five-player batches after that. The money is very significant as well. So one of the other things that we talked about on the podcast is how do we handicap that aspect of everything? Because there are very little minute pay jumps at the bottom half of the field and very significant pay jumps towards the top of the field. You've ever played in a poker tournament, for example, like you once you when you min cash, you level up from there, but it's not really huge jumps, but until you start to whittle it down a little down, little whittle it down, whittle it down, and then the pay jumps become significant. It's kind of what we're getting here. Every person in the field is guaranteed half a million dollars. If you finish dead last, you could go out and play opposite-handed, and you're going to still make half a million dollars in this tournament, which, by the way, I hope Terrell Hatton ends up doing on Sunday because you can tell he doesn't want to be here. He doesn't want to be at this tournament. He was un- he was like not happy that he made the top 30. I hope by Sunday he's playing left-handed out there. Yeah. Um, 500000 to that person. But first place is $18 million. So you can tell the, the, the jump here. Six and a half for second, five for third, four for fourth, three for fifth, two and a half for sixth, two million for seventh, a million and a half for eighth, 1.25 for ninth, and then a million for tenth. So once you get into that top ten, you start getting quarter million, half million, then million dollar, and then even more than a million dollar pay jumps in there. Whereas the pay jump from 30th to 29th is 500,000 to 510,000. So no one's going to care. These guys towards the bottom are not going to care. And Kelly, that becomes the, the, 
the handicap within a handicap here that we are having to try to factor in because there is going to be a there's going to be a portion of this field come Sunday that can just YOLO, right? I mean, like it doesn't like it doesn't matter, right? It's like do whatever you want to, do not play the smart play. There's no real penalty for not playing the smart play and just go and absolutely lose your mind trying to climb up the ladder a little bit because again, if you're sitting 17th at 700,000 but you can climb up to 9th somehow because you go super super low, that's a $500,000 pay jump, right? right. And so um that's kind of where we sit with all this, but the difference between 16th and 24th is $120,000. So, yeah, yeah it's, it, and for these guys, that's not significant enough to not play super, super aggressively. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it's a, I think that's really where you need to start with this tournament. It is a, it's just a different type of betting event than what we usually get, you know, as far as golf tournaments go. So I, I do think it's, you know, you and I talked about this on Monday a little bit, but I think there are some markets like, you know, tournament matchups we talked about. I'm not really looking mm-hmm. at this week because you just don't know yeah. what what those guys' positions are going to be, right, come Sunday. Um, I think you want to, if you're going to play outside the outrights in in, in We'll get back to that because there are you're going to have an outright market with the starting strokes, an outright market without starting strokes. You could bet both of those as well. I think if you're if you're not involved in one of those, I, really the only other place I kind of started to look were those top five, top tens, Matt. If I did think someone could kind of crack into those, because you mm-hmm. do know at least there's always if you're in that range, there is that definitely yep. that monetary motivation to get into that top ten. You know, you'd get an extra five hundred thousand dollars, extra million dollars, whatever it might be, just if you can you know move up a spot or two. Yeah, that's that's the way to look at it. And by the way, there are two different ways to bet this tournament. So if you go over to DraftKings, the default is just going to be on tournament winner. That is with the starting strokes added in. So factored in, which means that's why you're looking at Scotty Scheffler as plus 130 in that market, right? Because he is starting at 10 under par, which is still two strokes better than the next closest guy. Right next to that, there's a tab that says winner without starting strokes. So this is actually the best 72-hole finisher over the course of the tournament. We talked about this now. Now, Wes did play, and you can again go get long shots wherever you're, wherever you you listen to your podcast, absolutely free. Wes did play some guys in this market. I can't get there, Kelly. It's just something for me because again, you know, there's just there there are some guys where it might not be worth it to keep their foot on the gas. Come something again, if Scotty starts ten in the first three days, he goes five under, four under, five under again, or something like that, like. He's gonna be hitting. He's gonna be hitting five iron off the tee every single yeah, time, right? Yeah. I mean, like, like there's no reason in the world for him to keep his foot on the gas, right? I mean, like, just none whatsoever. And so, it's it's hard for me to kind of go try to bet one of these guys in the 72 hole market because I think Sunday is a very different day for a lot of different people, depending on how the first three days go. And you could see guys really and truly kind of put it in neutral and just try to make sure that they do not lose spots, and then you're going to see other guys just go absolutely nuts. And that's also factors into kind of, you know, man, wouldn't it be terrible if you had a dude that was sitting there leading after after 54 holes, but he's trying to get to, like, third, you know, or fourth, and so he just goes nuts mm-hmm. from a, you know, from a, uh, you know, gambling perspective, essentially, and then ends up falling, you know, completely out of contention. So I don't know. There's just 
yeah, too much for me to factor in here with all of that, and so I, I didn't go that. So right. I don't have a bet in that market either. Mm-hmm. I do think that I think the natural inclination for me is that if you are going to bet that market, look at some of the a little bit longer shots. But right, but we haven't really seen those cash in that market either mm-hmm. over the past few years since this format's been put in place. So um, yeah, real quick, just you know, for for you know, quick course breakdown here. That look, this is East Lake is a it's a tough course. You're talking about one of the tougher courses on tour. Not a whole lot of water in play which also makes the you know how much how much are guys going to move up and down leaderboards makes it a little bit more difficult for guys to go really really low here uh it is a course though it's it's long you're talking about tight fairways drive it's going to be a premium on driving accuracy this week driving uh and, and driving distance but driving accuracy is what you hear all these players talk about really need to make sure it's in the fairway to have any chance to score on these 12 par fours that are on the course and that's really that's really where you're going to have to get it done because there's only two par fives. Um, so you, that's what you're going to see course-wise. Really, if you're doing anything anything kind of statistical modeling-wise, I know me and you did a little bit, not a ton this week, though. Uh, but that's really where I emphasize stuff. I think this is another one of those courses, though. you got to be you got to be long somewhere. If you're not long off the tee, you got to be good with your long irons. Um, so, you know, there's guys like Colin Morikawa that fit that bill, I think, that are, you know, maybe not the longest off the tee, but great with their long irons. I think you got to be looking at guys like that. And you know you, you gotta you gotta find someone who's gonna score this week. You gotta find that. And you're gonna see big numbers in this in just the normal market, not the winner without, but just the 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 tournament winner. Guys, listen, people from way back, are, it's just not happening. Like like they're not coming from way back. I would I would highly highly advise you not waste your money on betting any of these dudes that are further down the board. Listen, it would be different if it was any other year, but getting trying to run down Scotty Scheffler when he has a let's just say you're in that pack of two under guys yeah. when he has an eight stroke lead on you and then by the way you're still having to pass Victor Hovland or Roy McIlroy who've been playing fantastic so like it's just not going to happen so mm-hmm. like we we talked about this a little bit on Monday half this field is done so like I, like the two under one under even guys zero chance of winning this tournament in my opinion you can start to maybe say some of these three under four under guys but I think in any any other year, maybe I would think that that was a little bit more have a chance of happening. But you're gonna you would need a collapse by not only Scotty but Victor and Rory yep. along the way, and then you're still having to pass guys like Max Homa and Patrick Cantlay and Brian Harmon and all these guys who have been pretty consistent over the last month, month and a half of the season as well. I just don't see it happening. I would not bet any of the super long shots in the markets that have the starting strokes factored in. In fact, the bets that we did make, me and you are both on Scotty Scheffler yes. to win this win this tournament yeah. at about plus 140. Yeah. Run him down if you can. I just don't think you can. We're going to kick off hour number two with Mike Pritchard. Stick around. Numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game here on a Wednesday. Matt Brown in for Gil Alexander. He will be back in this chair tomorrow. Actually, he prefers that chair. He'll be in the other chair, but it's he'll be in this in this area, right? Right where it is. <laughs> I, I do the other chair, a smaller butted chair. I, Kelly, I realize we blew right through that preview and you you threw it in at the very end. We didn't even say, say what we were playing for the golf tournament this week. Look, guys, only two bets in the account for me. If you can run down Scotty Scheffler when he's starting at 10 under, so be it. I took the plus 140. It is what it is. I, I'm The guy has been elite, elite, elite tee to green 
all season long, and he started to make a few putts last week. Yeah, on Sunday, he was missing kind of some 12-footers and things like that that some of these other guys were making. Still shot four under in that Sunday round. If, if you can run Scotty down, so be it. I had a little bit, and I have a little bit on Victor Hovland at plus 550 because, by the way, he's starting with the second most so, you know, advantage over everybody at, at eight under. Victor Hovland's been playing very, very well last couple of months as well. Kelly, that's it. I know it's boring, but again, I, I, plus money on Scotty Scheffler. Historic ball striking season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the putter failed him just a tad bit here and there, but guess what? You don't have to putt all that great when you're putting it like eight feet from the hole every single time. And so, again, I, I think it's just... I think the plus money is almost a gift. And by the way, we we talk about this on the podcast a little bit, but it's not the end all be all. But our friends over at Data Golf, they actually have plus one forty as, as a value on on Scotty Scheffler. They have him more like plus one nineteen uh, to win this tournament. So th- those are the only two best for me. I know you have two in as well. Yeah, that's uh, yeah Scheffler, one of them as well. And uh, I keep I, I mentioned this yesterday on the pod, but I'll keep uh, st- I keep staring very hard at, at Scotty Scheffler, top American as well at about yes. minus one eighty, minus one ninety. I don't really know if I can get there to lay that kind of juice, but you're talking about. I, look, I think there are. I, I think there's a chance. I, this is not a huge bet for me. I'm plus one forty for him to mm-hmm. win the tournament. I do think there's a chance that Rory, Vic, those guys get involved. But you're talking about when you, once you get down to the next American, it's Lucas Glover at five under, yeah. and then a bunch of other guys went really far back. So I, it, it, it will have to take a lot for one of those guys to overtake him. So I, I don't know. I might end up betting that, but I haven't it, yet. It's um, kind of one of those things where you look and you say, what wouldn't you lay with Scotty Scheffler if he? had a five-stroke or a six-stroke head start on players X, Y, and Z or whatever, right? And, like, that's where we're at. Lucas Glover is your first American that you're going to get to. Scotty Scheffler has a five-stroke lead on him, and then you get to Homa and Cantlay and Wyndham Clark and Brian Harmon, who are getting six strokes behind starting the tournament. I know, like you said, it's juicy, but, man... How many times does he get run down? I yeah, just don't it, think very often. It is pretty tempting. And then the only other bet I did make was Russell Henley. I played a top 10 on him at plus 145. Uh, just Henley high in my numbers. He's been playing really great recently. Uh, great playoffs past two weeks. Um, and a couple, to, you know, few top 20 finishes in a row for him. All right, let's go ahead and head to the Skype machine here and bring in Mike Pritchard, very own from VEASAN right here. Mike, one of the nicest guys in the business. Thanks for joining us, my friend. Hey, great to be with you. How are you guys doing today? Doing good, doing good. I, I want to start things off with a locker room question because you get this Jonathan Taylor situation that's going on, and obviously he let it know, be known early that he was disgruntled. He was not getting paid, and he was not happy about it, and so he was not going to be out there. Now, given the permission to seek a trade, what is a guy like this in the locker room? Let's say this doesn't happen right I say this doesn't go through because again they're supposedly they want a first rounder and all this and like that's going to be tough I think when it all comes down to to get a first rounder for him if he ends up staying with the Colts how does the locker room work with something like that like you look at a guy who made it very open he didn't want to be there and doesn't want to play for this team and was trying to get out of there and now you got to play with him again what is that relationship like well, Matt you know business is business when it comes to National Football League Mm -hmm. and and I think as professional athletes uh, we would view it that way. It's nothing personal uh, about JT. It's just uh, he's in a contract situation. The running back's uh, uh, position is in a contract situation. And as a fellow teammate or a player in the National Football League, I could be in that situation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you think about the Colts and their offensive line last year. A lot of those guys got paid up front uh, and they underachieved mightily 
last year very, very badly, very, very poorly. And and so uh, we all know it's a business. We all know what uh, JT's trying to do. Uh, and, and so at some point we're going to be in that position. So there's no animosity. Uh, if that's, uh, I, I think, what people might be worried about. No, it's it's a guy that's trying to handle his business. And if he can't and if he's back with the team, then, okay, let's line up and see if we can win a Super Bowl. Uh, that's usually the attitude uh, from a player's perspective there. If you guys did not know, Mike Pritchard played professionally at the wide receiver position. And, Mike, when I look at this Kansas City Chiefs team, if there's any knock, if there's anything you want to try and poke a hole in this team, maybe it would be at the wide receiver position. You have Kadarius Tony, who we know has all the talent in the world but hasn't been able to show it because he hasn't really been able to play a five-game stretch throughout the course of his career. You have Marcus Valdez-Scantling, who never really was allowed to – to thrive there in Green Bay because apparently Aaron Rodgers didn't like him or didn't like throwing to him or whatever that might be, and then Sky Moore. I look at this, and how much does it not matter because Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback, or how much does it matter that eventually there needs to be – there kind of needs to be that dude at the wide receiver position? I mean, you would love to have that dude because it added dimension to your offense, but for what the Kansas City Chiefs are and who they are and what they have – uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, you, you got Andy <laughs> Reid, uh, and, and you got continuity more, more than anything. Like Eric Bieniemy's gone, right? He's in Washington, but they have Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy came back, and he's highly familiar with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and what they want to do. So the Chiefs have continuity, and that's what everybody tries to strive for each and every year, because uh, that it gives you a chance to hit the ground running as, as an offense. So uh, the Chiefs have that. They also have a precision passing game, Matt. Uh, so they don't really need that burn. They don't really need that difference maker on the outside. It's a luxury if they can find one, uh, but they want to matriculate the ball. They want to control the blind of scrimmage. Certainly they want to run it. Uh, but more importantly, they do trust that guy uh, with number 15 on it, on his Jersey uh, to throw the ball to the right spot, to make a play when he has to, uh, and certainly be highly effective in a red zone. Uh, the run after the catch is featured. Uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs offense and one of the best weapons or the West best, one of the best people uh, to do that in the National Football League over the last few years has been Travis Kelsey. Uh, you don't have an answer for that guy. So as long as they have him, uh, that superstar, uh, I think Kansas City inside the building thinks they'll be okay. Having been there, done that, Pritch, how much stock should we put in what we see in the preseason, whether a guy has, is looking really good or whether a guy's looking really bad or, or anything in between? Are we overanalyzing this a little bit too much because the what's going on behind the scenes, what they're actually trying to get done, maybe is a little different than what we see with our eyes? No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, I think preseason uh, allows betters to, to view um, the makeup of a team. Uh, for instance, uh, like the Raiders, right? Uh, you know, there's rumblings out there that the Raiders and Josh McDaniels have been game planning a little bit in, in the preseason, be more competitive. Uh, the Steelers, you know, there's several teams out there out there that have approached preseason a little differently. Like Aaron Rodgers is going to play coming up. And, and so you, you get to see if a team is executing. Um, you know, is there a bunch of mistakes out there? Is there a bunch of young players out there that don't know what they're doing? You know, that that speaks volumes to me about coaching. Uh, but if you have a bunch of young players know what, knowing what they're doing, not making a lot of mistakes, okay, that coaching is being well-received. So uh, I, I think you can take preseason and extrapolate that to what the starters are going to be. And and we're all familiar as betters. We're all familiar with the starters in the National Football League, right? Uh, there's not a lot of turnover. There's not a lot of change. I mean, uh, if anything, could there be regression? If anything, uh, have teams caught up 
uh, two other teams out there in the National Football League. And so those are the kind of uh, tidbits that I'm looking for, Matt. Uh, I, I get a ton of information from preseason along as far as culture, communication, players being receptive, buying into the coaching uh, more so than, you know, okay, are there starters executing? To me, uh, I'll get a lot of that stuff from the joint practices and certainly uh, a lot of the insiders that are around uh, the National Football League. Talking to former NFLer Mike Pritchard, one of the teams that I think everybody really wants to be good or at least much better this year is the Chicago Bears. We did see the offense perform better towards the end of the season, but it wasn't necessarily because Justin Fields was passing the ball much better, Mike. It was more the play calling that was a little bit more catered to his skill set. Are you apprehensive about all this steam that, that the Bears are getting, or do you think that Fields is – did you see something in Fields at the end of last year? No, no. I mean, there's a lot to love about Fields and his ability to make plays. I mean, the guy was a top-10 rusher <laughs> last year in the National Football League, which is crazy to think about. Um, but if he can enhance his passing uh, ability, uh, if he can get rid of the ball quickly, if he can make the right reads, if he can throw the ball accurately, there's a lot of ifs right there, right? Um, he's certainly uh, – he's – He's poised to take that leap forward. Uh, and, and I think that's what has people excited, you know, in football circles, if you will, uh, Matt, uh, you know, from year one to year two, you typically take a leap uh, because you're, you're locked in. Like you don't have the draft to worry about. You don't have the off season. You don't have uh, agents. You don't have all this stuff uh, because now you're a rookie, but now you're, you're cemented in the league. Uh, you're a vet. Uh, you go about your business in the off season and you get ready and tune up uh, for the regular season. So uh, a lot of times you see young players take a leap forward. Uh, and to me, that's why there's a ton of excitement around Chicago uh, because they do have a nice mix of, of veteran players uh, as well as those young dynamic players that can enhance that roster as well. Pritch, we've got 30 seconds. It's August the 23rd. Who are the Super Bowl teams? Oh, you going to throw that one at me. Okay. Um, well, I mean, everybody likes Cincinnati, right? And, and I was high on Cincinnati. I'm going to go off the board here. I think Dallas uh, could make a run. Tony Pollard, he started four games last year and had over 1,000 yards. I mean, that offensive line uh, is incredible. We'll see what they do from a trade standpoint. Plenty of cap room uh, to add. And then if I go to the AFC, I mean, I want to pick the Bengals, uh, but I'll go Jets. I'll, I'll go Jets because you threw that question at me. Uh, so I got Dallas in the Jets in the Super Bowl. Hey, it's August the 23rd. You are allowed to change your mind, my friend. He's Mike Pritchard. Appreciate the time this morning, buddy. Appreciate you guys. Have a good one. The Jets, Kelly. We got to vote for the Jets here. That one. There Coming we go. from Pritch. Jets and the Cowboys. That would be something. Aaron Rodgers. NFL would love And it. America's team, <laughs> right? I mean, that would do some ratings, no doubt about it. Let's see what we think about the AFC West here on the other side. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 